You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. It is Crystal Iram here. I'm super excited to connect with you all today, and I am really excited for what we are covering. What we are talking about today are some of the similarities between men and money. And this is going to be really interesting if you are interested in manifesting men or if you're interested in manifesting money. So yeah, I'm very excited. There's really a lot of similarities. There's differences also. Money is not a human, whereas men are. But what you want to understand is that the energy of cash, the energy of money is masculine. And the energy of men is masculine. So there's some things that you can sort of take and apply to both if you want to call more of either of those things into your life. I'm also going to tell you a couple of the ways that you can sort of like instantly have better results with men and with money by just like a couple of really tiny but powerful tweaks that you can make. So yeah, let's break this down. Before I get to that, I do want to mention that I currently have a 40-day challenge available. This is really for people who want to manifest more money. It's a 40-day abundance challenge, and we're going to go really deep into how you can manifest more cash regardless of the circumstances. So if you're on Instagram, that's in the link in my bio. If you're on Facebook, the link for that is also right here in this post. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about it later on. But let's start by the three big seminaries that you really want to understand between cash and men. So the first one, and this is really good to understand. And if you've been in my world for a while, you have heard me mention this about men, but it's really important to understand that this applies with money as well. So the number one repellent of the masculine, the number one repellent of the masculine is anxiety. Anxiety, it kills your creative process. So This shows up with human men, which I've talked about many times, but it shows up with money as well. This is really tricky, right? Because when you want money, when you don't have as much money as you want and you feel like you need money, it creates a lot of fear, right? Where you're like, I've got to get more money. Like I need more money. What am I going to do? And that fear, that anxiety that overtakes you is going to keep you from creating more money. It's going to keep you from bringing more money in. Here's the important thing to understand is that money always has to come through other people, right? Like we only get money when it comes through another person. When you are feeling anxiety, it's like it closes off your energy. You're not in receptive mode. And this applies with both men and with money. When you're not in receptive mode, it's harder to receive. It's harder to get what you want. So this is going to be particularly apparent for anyone who has her own business. If you have your own business and you are trying to sell something or you're trying to get clients and you are in a place of a lot of fear or anxiety, Other people cannot trust you with their money because you're feeling anxiety. Everyone ultimately like wants to feel security. Like we want to feel security as we're going about our lives. And it's this very subtle underlying thing, but it's always there. 
And so when we're purchasing something from someone else, that's part of what we're wanting. Not that we're looking and we're saying, I'm buying this thing from you and I specifically want security, but we are buying things because we want to feel a certain way, right? Like whenever you buy something, it's like, I think that by buying this particular thing, I'm going to feel better in the having of it, right? Like that's what it's about. It's about getting to a particular feeling. And when you have anxiety, people don't want to buy your thing. They don't want to buy from you because they feel like that's what they're going to get. It also happens when you are not necessarily working for yourself. If you work, you know, if you're a regular employee, it happens in the same way because you are closing off your channels of receiving. It just becomes harder. You know, I think people sometimes if they're in a regular job and they have a set salary and it feels like, well, this is my job and I have this set salary, so I don't have any other ways of getting money. And that's not true. There are many ways that people get money. There are so many things that it's like you can't even think of all of the possible ways that you could potentially receive money. And you don't have to. You just have to be open. You have to be able to get into the flow of it. And then it can come into your experience. But when you are in a contracted place, you're not able to receive anything. So the way that I often describe this when it comes to you know, men in particular, but it works exactly the same way with money is that you can think of your energy as being expansive and contractive. Expanded energy brings in everything that you want. So when it comes to men and dating, that is when it feels like it's raining men, like you're meeting amazing high value men all over the place. Like they are just like, they're everywhere and they're so into you. And it's just, it feels really easy because you're in this open, expansive energy. And it's the same thing with money. When you are in an open and expansive energy, it's really easy for the kind of experiences that you want to come in. Okay. So that's a really, really big similarity is like having this open, expansive energy. What most people do is they allow their energy to contract when anything doesn't go their way. So it's like, if you're really deliberately focusing on calling something in particular, in, whether it's men or money or some experience or anything, when you can move into an open energy, the universe is able to bring things to you. You don't have to do everything on your own. Like it doesn't become entirely your responsibility to create what you want. When you move into a closed energy, nothing can come in. It's as if you're rejecting anything that comes up. Okay. So that's similarity. Number one, anxiety repels. Anxiety repels the masculine. It repels in the masculine of men as well as the masculine of money. So the second one, the second one, and this is really good because this is very actionable and something you can actually put to use. Both men and money require appreciation. Appreciation is this very overlooked thing. Why? Because appreciation shows up differently for women than it does for men. Of course, women also need to be appreciated and it can become a huge problem in relationships you know, romantic relationships, but also all other relationships as well if a woman doesn't receive appreciation. But it shows up for us differently. So what we're going to talk about is how it shows up for men, which is that men do not build an attraction. They, they're they not going to feel a drive to create for someone, to show up for her, to do things if there's never appreciation. And money is the same way. So here's what a lot of people do with money. They want a certain amount of money, right? We all want money. Like we always want money. And so it's like some money shows up and instead of feeling excited and appreciative about whatever amount of money has come into your experience, you're just like, well, that's not enough. Maybe let's say that you wanted $1,500 
and you get $700 just, you know, somehow either through your work or it comes in some other way. And you're just like $700, but I need $1,500. Where's the rest? Where's the rest? Like, how am I going to get the rest? This is so frustrating. This is so annoying. So it's like this money is coming to your experience and you're not appreciative. Okay. So it's like, think about that energy as if it were a person. You know, and imagine if you and one of your friends were going to visit another friend. So let's say you and your friend, Katie, it's like you and Katie are going to go from visit one of your other friends and Katie can't come for some reason. So it's just you, you go to visit your friend and you get to see your friend and she's like, where's Katie? I thought that you and Katie were coming, but now I see it's just you. Like, ugh, this is so annoying. Like I had things planned for you and Katie and you're just like, well, but I'm here. And she's like, yeah, but where's Katie? Why didn't Katie come? And you're like, well, what am I? Chopped liver? Like, what did I come all the way here for? If you don't even care that I'm here. You're not going to want to stay with that friend. You're going to be like, okay, if that's how you feel about it, I'm just going to go too because this isn't doing anything for me and you're kind of a jerk. Like, I need better friends than this, right? Like, that's how you would respond. But that's what we do with money. And that is what we do with men. And it's not positive. It's not going to bring in more of what you want. It is going to repel what you want, right? Because it's like, if you get some amount of money in and then you're not happy to receive it, you're not appreciative of it. What is that going to do with the energy of money? It's going to repel it. It is not going to bring it in further. So a very simple shift that you can make with men or with money is that you want to track and you want to celebrate. Okay. Track and celebrate. So <clears throat> the way that this applies with men, this is like really a dual lesson, right? Because this is, we're talking about men and money, but the way that it applies with men is that men often work for points, right? Like they're like, oh, am I going to get points for that? You know, we don't know what this point system is exactly. And ultimately they only know what the prize is, but men work for points. Like they care about getting points. When we don't acknowledge that, when we don't think about it that way, they're not going to strive for the points anymore. And that is going to just make it harder. It makes it, they feel less excited to show up for you. They feel less excited to do things because they require this appreciation. So when a man does something for you, give him those points. Like he wants the points. You need to acknowledge the things that he does. And it's like, especially once you're in a relationship, there are times where you might miss things, but it's important to like consistently do that. You know, when my husband does the dishes or when he cleans the kitchen, I tell him, thank you. I'm not just like, oh, this is what he's supposed to do. Like I made dinner. This is his job. It's like, no, consistently. Like I say, thank you. When we go out for a date night and he, you know, he pays for us. I say, thank you. It's not just like, oh, you're my husband now. This is what I'm entitled to. Like I tell him, thank you. And he appreciates it. He feels appreciated. He feels seen and everyone's happy with money. You've got to do the same thing. When you bring in some amount, instead of saying, this isn't the full amount of what I want, where's the rest? When's it showing up? You get excited over every bit that comes. If some money came in, that means more money can come in. You know, I think we get into this idea that like, oh, if I get some chunk of cash and it's not the full amount that I want or that I need for a certain amount of time, then that means that I'm not going to get it. And it's like, no. The opposite is true. Like if this money can come in, then any money can come in. Like you're opening up the path. So the way that you can do this is to track every single dollar that comes in, every dollar, especially, 
especially, especially if you want a certain amount, if you want, or if you feel like you really need a certain amount by a certain amount of time, then tracking every single cent that comes to you is a really powerful practice. So here's the way that I would do it. And that the way that I do do it, like if I need a specific thing, let's say that there's a specific amount of money that I need for various reasons. So what I would do is I would write out every single thing that I need. And here's the thing with manifesting. You can manifest way more than you need. Like you can manifest just what you desire. But if it's not a muscle that you've practiced using, if you don't feel really confident about the way that you're manifesting, especially with a specific thing, like if you don't feel great about the way that you manifest money, or if you don't feel like you can manifest money, then you have to start with what you need. Because the truth of the matter is, is that you will always get what you need. And if you have up until this point, you will continue doing so and recognizing that it's going to allow you to grow in your manifesting muscles, going to allow you to get more confidence with your manifesting and just do it more seamlessly so that you can set bigger and bigger goals that are further away from what you actually need and more into just what you desire and what feels fun. So I would write down every single thing that I need with the actual amount and what it is. So let's say that I had Netflix, $17 groceries, $150, student loan payment, $600, rent, whatever amount, like go step by step, every single thing that you need. And you can also like add in a little bit, but not over the top. So let's say that you want to also put some money aside. So it's like, let's say $250 fun account or savings or whatever it is, just list out all of the amounts and then add it all up. And then each time you get some cash coming in, you write it down and see that number getting smaller. It's like you, you're adding up the money that comes in. So that number is getting bigger of like the amount that's come in and the amount that you need is getting smaller. So this really helps in two ways. One, it's like it's appreciative, but it's also like lessening the anxiety because you're gonna see like, oh, here's this amount that I needed, by a specific time. And I can see this number getting smaller and smaller as the time gets closer. And that allows your anxiety to go down. It starts to increase your belief and your own ability to manifest what you want, to create what you want. So it's like win, 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 like just wins everywhere. It's like best of all possible worlds. And that's really powerful. That's what you want. So that is just like a super, super practical thing. And the other thing is to celebrate all of it, like celebrate all of the money that comes in. We can get very, like I said, we can become very like focused on it has to be this and it has to be this way. Appreciate everything. The more that you appreciate, here's the thing that's powerful about appreciation. I know that this is something that, you know, all sorts of manifestation and law of attraction teachers talk about. And what is often sort of like not mentioned is like part of the reason that it's powerful is not just like telling the universe that you're grateful, which of course is part of it. But it's about your own focus. When you are practicing being appreciative for something that's coming to your experience, when you're like, oh, I'm so grateful that this happened. I'm so excited. I'm celebrating even this small amount of money or I'm celebrating even this small thing that this person did for me. It's your focus. You are focusing on the positive thing that happened. And the more that you spend time focusing on the good things that happened, the positive things that happened, the things that you want more of, the more of that you will get, the more of that that you're going to attract into your experience. And that's exactly what you want, right? Okay, so that's 
just a really simple practice to sort of shore up your appreciation skills and practice gratitude and practice really tracking and celebrating. There was something else I wanted to say and I'm totally blanking now. Ah, I know what I was going to say. And it's, this is really powerful. This is really, really interesting. And it's going to sort of explain why, why there are so many negative emotions that you might have around love and around money. Before I get to that, I do want to tell you a little bit about the abundance challenge. So if this is resonating with you, great. I want it to resonate with you, but also you can take this a step further. I am doing a 40 day abundance challenge. So this is going to be incredibly powerful. If there's anything that you desire to manifest, if you want to call more cash into your life right now with the pandemic, you know, there's so much bad news. There's so much to focus on that really is sort of keeping us from what we ultimately want to create. And so I really want to support you and putting your focus on what you actually desire, which is abundance, money, men, great men, high value men, um, you know, happiness and joy and appreciation, all these things that we actually want. So I've created this challenge. And it is just going to get you so aligned with calling in what you want. You're really going to shore up your own confidence in manifesting. And I think the really big, powerful thing is that it's going to allow you to feel so much ease around money. Like I said at the beginning, the thing that pushes away the money is this fear that we often have. You know, this belief in lack, this sense that like, I'm not going to get what I need. And this challenge is going to basically cure you of that forever. 40 days is a good chunk of time and you will manifest money way before 40 days is up. But in 40 days, you can permanently change the way that you think, the way that you think about money, the way that you see money. And that is going to be really powerful. So it's not about like doing a billion different things. It's not, um, it's not like intensive in terms of the content. I will be doing a masterclass live for the women who have signed up. And I'm just going to give you the need to know information. Like I want you to know exactly what you need to know so that you can set a clear goal and so that you can actually reach it in the time that we're working together. But it's going to change the way that you think. It's going to change your energy when it comes to money. Um, it's going to change your energy when it comes to abundance. It's going to change your energy when it comes to your own belief and what you're able to manifest. And that's everything. Like that is everything. If you could feel confident that you can always create whatever you want when you want it, like done. Like what else do you need? So that is the abundance challenge. So sign up. There's early bird pricing available until Saturday. I decided to extend it. I was going to end it today, but I'm stretching it out a little bit because that's what I wanted to do. So the early bird pricing is just like a stupid low price. This is literally a no brainer. There's no reason for all of you not to be a part of this. It's going to be so, so good. It's $97 with the early bird pricing, $97. That's it. One-time payment. $97. So go to theabundantchallenge.com, sign up. It's going to be amazing. So I want to talk a little bit more about some of the feelings that we have around love and men and money and sort of why there's so much negativity around it. This is really interesting. One of the big things that happens is that when we're little kids, you know, we create all of our subconscious programming and beliefs before we're seven years old, essentially. What often comes up 
around both the subjects of love and the subjects of money is that they are closely associated with negative emotions. So I'm going to talk about love first. So one thing that one thing that happens with kids is their parent might be upset at them. And maybe it's because they're doing something bad or something dangerous and their parent is looking out for them. Or maybe they're just in trouble. There's all sorts of potential reasons. But one of the things that happens is that parent will say, I love you. Don't you know that I love you? Like, I love you. And they're saying those words. And obviously, the parent does love their child. But that is not what is being conveyed in that moment. At that time, what is really being conveyed is maybe something more like anger, frustration, fear. And that gets programmed into us as kids where it's like, oh, love is this like fearful thing or like, I don't actually know what love is. Like it gets very mixed up in our minds. And so that is why often we are attracted to people where it's like, they're not the best person for us, or there is a lot of frustration or confusion or anxiety in the relationship. And it starts to feel sort of normal becomes part of our love blueprint that the feelings that come through are not just straightforward love, care, consistent concern, right? A very similar thing happens with money, where many of the emotions around money as a kid, the times we are going to become aware of money is usually around something negative. Meaning maybe you wanted something and your parents said, we can't afford that. Or maybe another kid told you that you were poor and you didn't know, like you didn't know, you didn't even know that you were poor. And then some other kid tells you. So it's like, it becomes this very negative thing and it becomes this negative feeling and money or love become intertwined, you know? So it's like all of these things are sort of born out of negative emotions, our awareness and our understanding of them. And that stays with us. So that is part of the reason that it's like, you have to work on the programming that you have. It's not necessarily going to be intuitive or natural for you to just feel abundance and to feel like whatever you want is available to feel like you can manifest on demand because for most of us it's not there's this sense of like I can't get what I want or it's hard for me to get ahead or making money is hard or money is hard or I'm not a good money manager all of these different things that we you know start to feel really real to us starting from when we are very very small so it's important to be aware of that not so that you can like keep going back to it or stay on that but so that you understand where the need to do something different comes from why you might need to have some reprogramming why you need to do something different so that you can experience something different the other big thing with money the other really big thing with money and this is really interesting is that our relationship with money is often characterized by lack. Meaning that when we think about money, we don't first think of money. We think of not having money. We think of lack of money. This is sort of the law of polarity in action. The law of polarity tells us that, you know, there's always the opposite of whatever you're seeing present. So if you're feeling lack of money, then money is also present. It's like there are two sides of the same stick, essentially. Our focus tends to be on the lack. Same thing happens with love, where it's like 
the person is also present. The relationship is also present, but we're noticing, we're focused on, we're currently experiencing not present. And so that is all I have for you for now. I hope this served you well, and I will look forward to officially welcoming some of you into the event challenge. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. I love creating this content. I love this podcast. And there's nothing I want more than for more women to have happy, healthy, loving relationships with the man of their dreams. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It is the only way that we are going to get this content into the hands and ears of the women that really want it and need it. So if you have been listening for a while and you're absolutely loving the podcast, leave us a rating and review. It means absolutely everything to us. Thanks so much and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 